Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Be Healed podcast. I'm your host, Steve Hannett. I am the founder of Every House and the pastor of Abundant Grace Christian Church. Guys, it's an honor for you to join us. We talk about healing and all its related topics. God is so much better than people think. He is longing to heal you, longing to touch you. It's who he is. It isn't just what he does. It's who he is. And I'm thrilled that you're here because we want to destroy misconceptions and misunderstandings and allow you to get the touch of God in your mind, your body, your spirit, your whole life. Uh, I've got, again, for the second time, Pastor Adam Levecki. Again, he is a good friend and co-labor in the gospel And he, in our last episode, really helped us to understand the idea of connecting with God in intimacy and how that paves a way for faith, which is going to release the healing power of God. But we're going to do a part two today, all talking about the need for us to have restoration in our souls. A lot of people don't understand the soul and they don't understand the impact that a traumatized soul has on their life. Guys, this is one of the things, you know, you have pain in your knee, you know, you have pain in in, in your shoulder, but we often don't know that we're hurting in our soul. So we're going to unpack this topic today and kind of understand it and figure out how the Lord can release healing in our soul. I know it's going to pave the way to new levels of intimacy in your life. So, Pastor Adam, God bless you. Awesome to have you back on the podcast. Excited to be with you. So let's jump into it. First, um, let's talk about what the soul is before we even get into restoring it, because I don't think a lot of people have an understanding of that. Well, the soul is so valuable that God came to save it. <laughs> that's, that's something to consider right yeah. there. Um, the soul is the mind, the will, and the emotions. And so it's the, the inner, uh, the inner us that we process everything through. So everything that I do gets processed through my soul. So the way it's supposed to be is I'm born again, right? I'm born into the kingdom. I'm born from above. My spirit is alive to God. Now my soul is supposed to be in alignment with God's spirit, with my spirit. Mm. And then my body is supposed to come into submission mm. and listen to the soul. So the order of God is spirit, soul, body. The order of the world, you go to a gym, you go somewhere, they say body, soul, spirit. Yeah, it's that's upside right. down. Right? That's right. So so the soul is essential. Uh, and God came to not only heal bodies, not only to make your spirit born again, but to save your soul. Mm. And to restore your soul. So that's something uh, that if God came to save it and restore it, it's really valuable. So this is, I mean, massive. We, we got to grab hold of this because my mind is what I think. Yeah. My emotions is what I feel. Feel. Yeah. And my will is what I really desire. Sure. I mean, that is amazing because that is describing the very essence of who we are. Yeah. So when it talks about, for example, that Christ lives in your hearts by faith, the word is a Greek word, cardia, which it actually means Christ wants to live in your thoughts and in your feelings. Mm. One of the things people don't understand is that thoughts uh, become feelings 
and feelings become words and words create actions and actions create habits and your habits creates a culture around your life and determines the trajectory of your life. Who will be involved, who won't be involved and where that life will go. So translation, we better get a handle on this. Yeah, this is, this, this is about like, this matters more than we have a culture that is obsessed with the body sensuality, uh, perversion, people uh, hate themselves so much that they want to change their physical body. Yeah. So, so it's, we're living in a culture and a time where it says, I don't accept who I am. You have to accept who I'm not. I'm so confused. Mm. And, 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 and so now this, this, this issue gets worked out in the body, but it's really a soul issue. Mm. Right. So, uh, this is, it's really, really essential because you, you process life through your soul. So if you have unhealed traumas, if you have bitterness, if you have unforgiveness, if you have, you're experiencing life through that. So the point of the soul being restored, right? Because if I live in sin, sin steals from me and it breaks me not only on the outside, but on the inside. Mm. So now I'm experiencing life through that brokenness. Every time we preach to people, even, even right now we're talking to people, we're talking through the filter of their soul. So you could be talking through three or four traumas, uh, all these different things that people are not hearing what you're saying. They're hearing everything through their pain, through the disappointment, through their frustration. Yeah. So this, ha- this is a central when, when you, let me just say it this way in Isaiah 61, where the gospel is preached to the poor, the first place the gospel goes to work is the brokenhearted. The first place it goes to work is within. Mm. So if I don't let God really do something within I would, I would say you're, you're not even following Jesus. If you're going to look at Psalm 23 as through the cross and through the resurrection, as the Lord is my shepherd and I'm really following him, then part of following Jesus is allowing him to restore your soul. I can share my experience that this whole soul woundedness area, I was almost like, yeah, okay, but I'll, I'm tough. I'll, I, I don't know if I need that. I'll, 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 I'll just, come on. I'll just stiff. Come on. Just get over it. Right. I had no idea how much brokenness yeah. that there was inside of me. Yeah. And when I began to discover, I said, Oh Jesus, cause his grace begins to show it. I suffered with rejection and performance based acceptance and just a recipe of a lot of stuff. And because I was like that from so young, I never experienced something different until Jesus began to show me a different reality yeah. of what it's like to be secure in his love. Mm-hmm. It, it just, I guess I'm trying to say that if you're listening to this, don't underestimate your need for this message. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. This, this is not psycho Bible. This is gospel truth. Yeah. This is not, um, Oh, this is just feeling stuff like this is you're experiencing life, uh, through the results of either your sin or someone else's sin. And God intends to restore you 
And he does that. He restores the soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness. So first of all, the, the, the beginning of that is that he leads you to green pastures, right? And he leads me beside still waters. So without, without rest, without rest, there's no restoration. Yeah. Yeah. We live in a culture that celebrates busyness and refuses to rest and it's hurting itself in the long run. I know people, I don't, I won't use names. They, they died early because they didn't learn how to rest. Yeah. And so another way that God uses to restore the soul, right. Is he leads us through the path of righteousness for his namesake. Yeah. What that means is as I'm following the Lord, as I'm moving in the right direction in following God, God brings me into the right relationships where those relationships where I'm having uh, meaningful conversations with people who are further than me, older than me, wiser than me, grayer than me. They expose me to my own immaturity and to my own brokenness. And they give me an opportunity to get healed and to get well and to grow up and to mature. Yeah. Sometimes if you have no real relationship with healthy, mature people, you don't realize how immature you are. That's right. You don't realize how immature you sound. That's right. And you don't understand how broken you are until someone goes that life's not meant to be lived that way. Yeah. And, and maturity is not, is not equated to age. Maturity is, um, the, the fullness of the redemption, the fullness of receiving what God is. The more mature you are, the more of the gospel message you're benefiting from, the more you're experiencing it. I want to, I want to highlight something in, in uh, we're in Psalm 23. If you've got your Bible there, um, open it up, grab a, a notepad and, 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 uh, and journal what God's telling you as we're speaking through this right now. Um, a lot of people are dealing with problems. I mean, that's verse four. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. And I think a lot of ministry is focused on, okay, here's what you're supposed to do in the valley of the shadow of death. Okay. Don't fear any evil. It's very difficult for people to do that because they didn't benefit from the first three verses mm -hmm. because, and, and I believe that this Psalm is progressional. Yeah. The Lord is our shepherd, I shall not want. And then the first thing he does is he causes you to lie down. <laughs> That's not he active. He makes you. Yeah, 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 yeah. He makes you yeah, lie yeah, down. Yeah, yeah. Like he shepherds you and says, we're not going anywhere. Lay down. Lay down. <laughs> if, and if you had it, kids, you know, you're going to sleep. Like <laughs> That's right. And then it says, you know, so he's bringing you to the green pastures, which, you know, what a beautiful picture that is. He's not having you rest in an unhealthy place. Yeah. He's having you rest in a place that's green, prosperous, filled with life. And, um, he leads me beside still waters. Um, and then he gets to this point that you're bringing up. He rest oars my soul, right? The first four letters there that you're highlighting. He restores my soul. This is powerful. Even before he leads us to paths of righteousness, mm -hmm. he's bringing restoration. In my language, he's healing. Yeah, absolutely. He, he's restoring what sin has stolen. That, that, that's, that is absolutely essential. It's part of uh, following Jesus. Also, one of the things to think about as well is that when we look at this, we're seeing a progression of following the Lord. 
but we're also seeing David's inner dialogue. David is speaking to himself. Come on. One of the things that people, either you will speak to yourself or yourself will speak to you. Mm. And so now one of the things that people fail to understand is that David says, I will fear no evil. He is making um, a bold proclamation. Yeah. I shall not lack. Yes. I shall not. I will not fear evil. I will dwell in the house of the Lord. You have to declare. Uh, you have to agree with God and declare what he's saying. The inner dialogue yeah. must be biblical. Yes. A restored soul can agree with unfiltered truth. Yeah. In other words, I see God as he is, not the way others have trained me to see him. Yes. Um, another point to what you're saying here is Psalm 103. And I love this. Mm-hmm. David speaks to his soul. Yeah. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and yep. all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Guys, this is not a man who is making excuses, wallowing. His soul <laughs> is, he's telling it, he's commanding it. And uh, I think I think this is what you're kind of saying, right? You're, you're, you're saying that when, when, it, when a soul is operating in the grace of God, it's able to function according to God's actual creative design. So talk with us about this. Does that mean that we're going to be, emotions are going to get healthy? Healthy. Yeah. God, we're supposed to have emotions. Emotions are not supposed to have us. Most emotions are given to us by God to enhance our life, not enslave us. Mm. So that's a huge point, but let me, let me jump back. Cause you, you touched on, we're touching on a bunch of things. So, um, we live in a society that re- that has tried in every way to remove moral absolutes. When you go back to Psalm 19, you find this. The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise is simple. So it is, it is when the soul is converted, the testimony of the Lord is produced. Right? So the soul, the mind, the will, and emotions needs a moral absolute to function correctly. Okay. So now you are in a society where they remove all moral absolutes and everyone is anxious. Everyone is, is full of anxiety, full of fear, full of medication. Why? Because what the soul needs to function correctly is moral absolutes in God's word, in God's law, good and evil, clear sin and iniquity things clearly defined. Yeah. That, that has the power to convert or, or to change your mind completely, right? It's kind of like the Old Testament way to communicate the renewed mind or the restored soul, um, or the converted soul, the soul that is in agreement with God, right? Yes. So the soul needs moral absolutes to function correctly, Without moral absolutes, the soul cannot function correctly. When God restores the soul, it's back to the moral absolutes that he himself gave and also demonstrated when Jesus came to fulfill the law and the prophets. Yeah. So this is, this is a very important thing. Let me, let me read. I think you're, you're even referring to this verse in Psalm 19, verse 7. It says, the law of the Lord is perfect. 
yes. converting the soul, which translated the word converting actually translated means restoring. So you're bringing this idea of moral absolutes, but we're not speaking about a moral absolute of what seems right in man's eye. We're because then it's just That's one, right. it's one opinion after, you know, against another. Yeah. We're saying that there's a moral absolute in terms of the law of the Lord is showing, demonstrating this is righteousness. This is creative design. And so you're saying that if we would reconnect to the framework that God has given, that now the soul has a seat by which it can rest. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The, the law fulfilled his love. Jesus is he came to fulfill the law and the prophets. So a life that looks like Jesus, a life that is Christ shaped, Christ formed, Christ centered, right? That, that is what does the converting. It's him, right? So when I, when I see his way of life, his teachings, uh, his standards, that has to bring a conversion into me to say, He's right. I'm not right. Right. This goes back to our first episode where we're talking about leaders that failed to demonstrate Jesus. Well, okay, forgive us. We're not perfect. He's the standard. As Bill Johnson says, Jesus Christ is perfect theology. So I want to measure the standard against him. Right. So he's the standard and his way of doing life is how life should be done. So I have to be fully convinced of that for the restoration process to even begin to take place. If we can't agree on what the standard is, we'll never experience it. So so this is good. This is a practical thing that I want to start to even pray about. So we need first to come to a place of bowing to the truth that we need to come and find that perfect theology in Jesus. We need to find him. And this, it sounds like you're saying is a first step for anyone who's broken. Come to that place that God begins to speak truth, clarity, because it's not traumatized. Yeah. And it can show me in my trauma, what is truth separate from me? And I think this is a big point because most people say, well, this is the way life. No, that's the way you're seeing it. That's the way you're experiencing it. But the word of God is actually demonstrating the way life is separate and distinct from my personal perception. And I think about this. The Bible says in, in, um, in, in Peter, it says no prophecy of scripture is of private interpretation. Yeah, through wrong lenses, people can misinterpret it. But if we would submit to the inerrancy of the Bible, if we would submit to the truth of God, we can then begin to see like him, hear like him, and and it's bringing us out of our our soul wound or dysfunction. Yeah. So so now remember how you said uh, you you you're referencing Psalm uh, 103, Mm -hmm. where it says, I will bless the Lord. Right. Is, is that, is that yes. what you're talking? Okay. Yeah. The word bless in Hebrew is also the word to kneel. So the soul has to come into submission or it's not even worship. That's right. So I could sing until I turn blue, but that's not the intention of worship. 
The intention of worship is that my inner life would submit to God's so that he could release his life in and through me. Yeah. When, when we cover this idea of, of submission, uh, the letter of James says in, in chapter four, verse seven, submit therefore unto God, then resist the devil. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's a fundamental step, but it's one that a lot of people miss. Yeah. And we're, we're releasing this idea that, that, that says this, no matter how hurt you may be, no matter how wronged you may have been, mm-hmm. uh, you may be somebody that was abused Yep. In your life. Maybe you were raped, violated sexually. Maybe you were beaten by a dad who was drunk. Mm-hmm. Maybe you were abandoned as a baby. It, it, it could be so many things. We want to communicate with you today that no matter what harm has come to your mind, your will, and your emotions, mm-hmm. that the first step to experience healing is to experience rest. Mm -hmm. And the first way to experience rest is to make Jesus your shepherd. And for Jesus to be your shepherd, you must allow him to lead you. There's no one better in all the universe, and he knows your pain 100%. In fact, you don't even need to tell him where it hurts. The father already sees it. He already knows it. And he wants to lead you to rest. Mm -hmm. Pastor Adam, I want to pray for the people that they can kind of pray with us Mm -hmm. to say, Lord, I'm going to give up now. I'm going to stop trying so hard. Mm -hmm. I, I need to surrender to, uh, to Jesus. And, and guys, listen, this isn't submitting to some religion. This is submitting to love. Yeah. This is submitting to perfect love that casts out all fear. Yeah. Um, yeah if you have any yeah. d- final words or anything, just share and, and then go ahead and launch into prayer yeah. for us. So the reason that the enemy brings abuse or neglect and, and makes you want to rebel against authority figures is so that you wouldn't submit to the love and goodness of God. And so that you wouldn't receive all that he has. Mm. There's um, a scripture in the Psalms that talks about God bottling tears, which means, and this speaks of his omniscience, Mm. right? He was there when you were crying. He doesn't bottle tears if he's not there. Yeah. They would have been dried up. Yeah. Yeah. And his value system is profoundly different. Like his highlight reel (laughs) is different than mine, you know? So Mm. so the most precious moments in your life or when you're at the very edge and you're crying out and you're broken and you're desperate and he goes, I value you so much mm. that I value that. Yeah. And I, I didn't do that, but I'm here with you in that. And if you let me speak to that, you'll get free of it. You'll get yeah. healed from it and you'll be able to show other people that that wasn't me. Amen. And so you may have suffered viciously. And I, I want to say to you that often uh, Satan commits a crime and tries to put Jesus's fingerprint on the scene. And that wasn't Jesus. And so I thank you, Father, for those who are listening. And uh, I pray, Lord, that they would experience your touch, your love, that you would release healing on the very inside of them, the, the mind, the will, and the emotions that their mind, their will, and their emotions would come into agreement uh, with you and come into alignment with you. And that there would be
a rest and a restoration and a healing that takes place on the very inside of them that even people who are listening would be born again, that they would be born from above, that this would be a fresh start, that they would enter into eternal life, which means it starts now, uh, that this would be the beginning of something uh, special and unique and intimate and real for those who are uh, listening. And we pray, Lord, that you would meet them right where they are in their place of pain and that you would give them the courage um, to trust you and to learn to trust, even though maybe they trusted before and it didn't work out. So I pray that they would learn to trust you and that they would experience everything you have in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Listen, if you've taken the step today to trust Jesus, I want you to write us. I want you to send an email to contact at everyhousenow.org. Go to our website. You can also find us through there and get connected to us. We want to help you in these beginning days. We want to guide you and we will help you. If you want to pray with someone, uh, we've got a prayer team that is waiting for your prayer request. People that believe God, people that have been touched by God, people whose souls have been restored, and they will pray with you. So send us a note, contact at everyhousenow.org. Guys, this podcast is a bridge between us and you, our ministry family and you. And we also encourage you to make sure that you get in a Bible-believing church and that you get a pastor and a spiritual family to get your journey going. We love you. We thank God for you. Share this podcast, follow it, and make sure you get the word out because the Lord Jesus Christ wants you to be healed. Talk to you next week. This is Pastor Steve, the Be Healed Podcast. God's doing it. God bless you. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Be Healed Podcast today. I'd love to connect with you on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Steve Hannett, and you can get a lot of our latest information and announcements there. Also, would love for you to know about our TV program called The Miraculous Life. It airs on Sid Roth's It's Supernatural Network, also known as ISN. You can go to their website. You can download the app ISN on your phone, and you can listen to it also on our YouTube channel, Just go to youtube.com forward slash Steve Hannett. There's amazing teachings and testimonies of God's power healing people and breaking through. Truly, he calls us to live in his grace and peace. Well, until next week, may Jesus Christ lead you, guide you, and establish you in the fullness of his grace and power. Be sure to share this podcast with someone who you know it will bless And I look forward to talking with you next week. God bless you. Be Healed is a production of Every House, a church network whose mission is to contribute to the work of the Great Commission by reaching the lost, establishing churches, and cultivating leaders throughout the world. If you'd like to give a tax-deductible gift to support this ministry, simply visit our website at stevehannett.com and click the Donate button. We thank you in advance for your prayer and support.